Waking up to our first day, or I guess night in Bryn Shander, we decided to get the lay of the land and see what the city had to offer. We met a band of dwarves that were in dire straits, and we agreed to help them, but first, we needed to get some services looked into. Tavini led the way to a place she apprenticed called Black Iron Blades, and Grin wandered off to do Bahamut knows what. Seems like the start to an interesting day, so let's see what shakes loose in today's short quest, long rest. others as you are having your bonding moment with some of the other dwarves here in uh, in Icewind Dale as sorry getting comfy getting comfy again <laughs> adjusting 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 as Tavini Dreamer Rian and Miri make your way towards Black Iron Blades again that familiar ringing sound of you know steel on anvil, you know, those steady hammer blows fall on your ears. And as you approach, <laughs> a couple of the people who have the look of, you know, people who've lived up here in the north a good long time, they're dressed in heavy furs, kind of see your trajectory. You know, there's a trio of men kind of standing around talking, covered in furs that are, you know, almost white with frost. Uh, one of them kind of elbows his companion and jeers at you. Hey, you getting a black iron blade there? There's better places to buy from, friend. Oh, and, uh, and we're not at, this is somebody else other than black iron? That's... Yeah, this is just, like, on your way there. Oh, just somebody yelling out. That yeah. I, oh, that's a place like to buy from, They kind of, like, saw your trajectory and... Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm assuming better places might be you then on this one, eh? Nah, but, uh, nah. there's a reason jokes around here often ended with and he was carrying a black iron blade. Huh. Well? Don't mind it, you'll be fine, I'm sure. Have you heard anything like this before? It's like, I assumed you, you, if you apprenticed under them, you know, they were good. I saw your work on that mithril armor for Krellick. There's no way you, you apprenticed under an amateur and came out with something that pretty, so... Tavini, like, shrugs a bit. Can, uh, yes. Garen, he, he is very good at the core of blacksmithing, but that is not good enough for some. Hmm, gotcha. Well, I'll take core reliability over fanciful flourish stuff anyway, so. I think he just kind of nod and grin and be like, oh yeah, that's great. Black iron, yeah, whatever. And just kind of passes him by and ignores him. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so heading further north and actually, you know, getting close to Black Iron Blades, Tavini, it is a very familiar place to you. It looks exactly the same as when you had left it to start your trek down southward. But the man at the forge has his back to you as he's working. And the doors to the sort of interior where you know that Elsa keeps the general store are closed up tight so there's really only the forge light and a couple of lanterns hanging around for him to work by and he does not seem to notice the approach of the group from behind in dwarvish Tavini goes ah hello doesn't seem to hear ya <laughs> she'll get closer and watch what he's doing like what's he working on alright as you get closer it seems that he hears Perhaps the crunching of snow or boots behind him. And very briefly, you can see what he's working on. Appears to be hammering out, looks to be the blade of a shovel. Has not yet done the curvature of it. Does kind of glance over his shoulder. Sees Rian. Nods. Sees the dragon on his shoulder. Stares. And then doesn't... <laughs> 
misses uh, his next hammer blow. It kind of pings <laughs> off the side of the anvil, and the force of the hammer sort of rattles itself out of his grip, and it goes clanging off to uh, to one side into a rack of tools. And he's, oh, damn it. Yeah, I think Rian, like, holds his hand up and, like, snaps a couple times and points down to Tavini. <laughs> like, he holds it up in front of, uh, of Miri, like, getting his attention. Points Tav- to Davini, like, <laughs> like, eyes down here, bud. Tavini! <laughs> Tavini scuttles past to put the tools back exactly where they were and then, uh, get the hammer. Before you can even get to the rack of tools, Garn has, like, grabbed you by the waist and hefted you up and has pulled you into a bare-armed hug. Uh, That's why I like it. (laughs) Tavini, uh, just... (laughs) Just smothered in what smells like... Not quite rancid sweat, but getting there. Uh, As well as that very sharp tang of uh, metal and soot. It's so good to see you. She hugs him tight. Oh, 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 uh, hold on. <laughs> and he puts you down. And uh, <laughs> hardly without a word towards the weird man with the dragon on his shoulder and the gear forge standing beside him, you know, makes for the door and throws it open to the uh, one stop adventurer supply shop Elza Artavini's back and you see a uh, a dwarven woman both of them blonde hair bright blue eyes her hair's cut very short almost spiked on one side often pulled in one direction where's she uh here she says in dwarvish I can hardly see in the dark get over here and uh, it's a bit of a weird statement like because you do know that she can see in the dark. But you know that she is a, a very particular woman when it comes to keeping her shop cheery and bright. Uh, Tavini will go over to Elza and just hug her. And Elza, similarly to her brother, just kind of buries you in a bear hug. <laughs> just muffled happy sounds. <laughs> Are these with you? Uh-huh. Uh, name's Rian Stormlight. Yes, we're... We're with Tavini. Like, uh, we've been adventuring, or traveling with her. Luskar deliverers just come up here to deliver some packages. Dreamer will just wave. <laughs> and Elza uncertainly waves back. Uh, you didn't make that, did you? Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> she, like, wiggles to get her head free. Uh, uh no, uh, he, he's a dreamer. Hello. I would ask what's a dreamer, but I seem it's already know. Uh, <laughs> well, don't be standing out there. Come in. Um, it's hard to tell what time of day it is anymore, but I can... Uh, late breakfast? Have you eaten? Uh, y- y- yes. Um, yeah. had uh, food at, at the inn. You stayed at an inn instead of coming here. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't blame her. We got in really late, so we, we only made it as far as Kelvin's comfort yesterday. Oh. I was going to say Smartia, because I would have charged for the big ones. He's <laughs> <laughs> a very broad grin. I run a business, sir, not a charity. Oh, I understand. That, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Well, um, where are my manners? Come in. I can, I'll put something hot on. Actually, Garn, put something hot on. Nice. And he kind of tramps to the back, uh, shaking salt and a little bit of snow has accumulated off his boots before crossing into the shop. And you could see as you enter the walls are just lined with adventuring gear. You've got pittons, ropes, there's a you know, myriad bags that you can see almost rounded shapes within, each of them tied off neatly and placed on a shelf. You know, satchels, snowshoes, extra cold weather gear hanging from the ceiling, and she has a a long hook hanging against the wall to take those down. It's very packed space for the size that it is. Uh, what brings you north again? I, are you here to stay? Uh, uh, no, I, I come to help with uh, deliveries and see you and uh, yes. Oh, well, that's good, that's good. 
I mean, I wish that you would stay, but I understand, you know, having business and, you know, Garn has been working himself to death trying to, you know, rival that piece you made. He hasn't yet managed it, though. And she kind of reaches down and ruffles your hair and really messes it up. <laughs> I learned. I learned from him. You learn the fundamentals. Let's not kid ourselves. Well, I well, wish more knew he was very good. Uh, he'll never be great, but he'll be good. He'll always be good. Mm -hmm. And for a moment, there's a brief bit of sadness that crosses her face. Um, then she looks to you, Rian, and the mm -hmm. dragon squatting on your shoulder. And that is what a familiar I no this is uh this is my daughter Mary your daughter hi Mary say hello <laughs> hi I suppose that's no stranger than adopting a halfling <laughs> there you go teach their own and uh and as you said stranger things have happened so did you just come for uh I mean Tavini here saying she wanted to come say hi. There, business to be done here. Uh, yes. I knew it couldn't just be hi. That was hi for her. Me and Dreamer here, we have a we have a little bit of business to do. But uh, but you guys, you know, do your catching up first. Don't worry about us. We got we got a bit of time. We're in no rush. Well, in that case, I yes. Um, it is for Gan. Um, about resizing armor. Oh, I wouldn't oh, know yeah. a thing about that. So, yeah, that would be for Garn. Garn, you done with those drinks yet? And he's like, I just put the fire on. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 30 seconds. <laughs> I thought she does hate that. <laughs> he comes stomping back in. He glowers at his sister, but you really see the love in the eyes there. <sighs> right. How are you? I I'm uh, how Good. how are both of you? We're well. We're well. I uh, I mean, mm, I've been working at the forge, and my work is getting considerably better. I would dare say I rival some of mm, the pieces my apprentice has made. With your guidance? Oh, I mean, I I always know where I'm strongest. My blades are getting better. Well, yeah, no, they're getting better. <laughs> I would love to see them. I don't think you mm, If you're looking to... Mm, and he, he suddenly seems very shy and Elsa kind of slaps him in the stomach like, she... You could show a customer but you can't show your apprentice. I'm frankly a little embarrassed, uh, Tavini, that... I know it was just the, the holy symbol but, you know, the Forge Master really works through you and I'm I can't rival that Yo, yeah let's go see him mm, yeah yeah mm. We, yes are you looking to buy anything lads uh and he kind of looks at the gear forged in the room or ladette or the third option dreamers just sort of shrugs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't put a lot of stock in such things Right. What do I call you, just so I don't, you know... Dreamer works. Curious name. Good to meet you, Dreamer. Ah, uh, anything I can get you? Well, I need to replace some of my parts. And to do that, I require wood. I work in metal. I can recommend a carpenter. Who? Well, it depends on who you want to go to. There's, uh, what's his name? Uh, there's the Heathcliff. He's just up the street here. Probably if you're looking to pay a fair price. You want something really ostentatious. No, he can manage. Heathcliff is the man for you. But I'm gonna take Tavini out for a moment, if you don't mind. Leave you in Elsa's hands. Okay. Not for me. No, no. Okay. Have her back <laughs> by ten. He kind of gives you a sharp look at that before putting grins. a hand on your shoulder, Tavini, and steering you out towards the forge. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward and lovable. Yep. <laughs> so, 
What is it that you needed to pick up, Rian? Oh, I didn't need to pick up. My whole thing was about the resizing of my armor. Oh, gotcha. And I think we were going to try to get uh, lanterns for Dreamer and uh, Tavini, depending on what they if they wanted them. And sell the chainmail. <laughs> oh, and sell the chainmail. Thank you. Oh, and, and, and you... Tavini's mace. She has a spare mace now that she's going to get rid of. Okay. But yeah, so we just want to sell those uh, those two things off. The, the chainmail, that uh, Krellix chainmail, and uh, yeah, Tavini's mace. Alrighty. And then see about getting my armor resized. I'm assuming it's not like, in, right now they can just real quick do it and I'll have it. I assumed it'd be, you know, at least a couple days or something like that. I think you would find, like, this is the mithril piece, yeah? No, this is just the, this was the one that, the breastplate was the one that uh, uh, the Half Helms gave Tavini. Because her scale mail's better, or her chain mail is better than the, the breastplate. So they just gave her a thing of uh, a breastplate, but it's small sized. And so we were getting that resized for me. Alrighty. So uh, as you were kind of laying out your needs to Elsa, and she's nodding along, and you've noticed that she takes out a pad of paper and is, you know, scratching with a small charcoal stub everything that you need, when she starts listing off prices. Mm hmm. Your ability to kind of know the value of something at a glance from your connection with your dragon, you can immediately tell that something is off. Hmm. When she points to a hooded lantern, actually a series of them, a trio on a shelf, and lists them at seven gold and fifty silver, or sorry, seven gold, five silver, it immediately tickles in your mind like, that should only really be five gold. And then when she motions to the bullseye lantern sitting beside them, is, oh, well, you know, that one's 15 gold. And that little tickle in your brain goes, no, 10. And everything that she lists appears to have, like, a 50% markup. Yeah. I think he'd be like, after she gets done listing them, he'd be like, now, is there a specific reason why we're I'm paying 150% on everything? Uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I wasn't trying to call you out on anything. I assumed maybe there was. No, a... I mean, my quality of goods are is significant, and I hmm. don't understand why you would even accuse me of such a thing. Oh, again, I wasn't accusing yeah. of nothing. I assumed it was uh, something sure along the were. lines of... No, honestly, I thought it was something along the lines of maybe there is a, a shortage of something, and the prices were inflated. But, uh, but judging by your reaction to the accusing... Makes me think that you are inflating a little bit for me. And again, I understand I'm out of town and you got to do what you got to do to get by. But unfortunately, I, at those prices, I, I'd, I'd have to take my... I don't want to... This is, you know, Tavini apprenticed here. I don't want to have to take my business elsewhere. Like, that would be... That'd be a disservice to her. Roll me a persuasion check. I can't do that because I'm good at persuasion. Uh, normal. Not good! Roll the natty too! You see her kind of chewing on her bottom lip, and she seems on the verge of perhaps, if not saying something, me. you know, maybe explaining herself, but after a moment, shakes her head. No, um, um the markup is for good reason. Hmm. Yeah, and that's just something you'd have to trust me on, but... Uh, it wouldn't happen to be the fact that you guys are running out of iron around here, would it be? Maybe a shipment didn't come in that was supposed to come in? go with that yeah oh never mind roll me an okay, insight you check <laughs> yeah <laughs> well shit <laughs> put the words in a, a little better <laughs> because i'm just sort of standing here could i also make one <laughs> yeah go ahead <laughs> yes please please help me nope <laughs> oh yeah hell that yeah. is definitely 24. not the reason dreamer she full of shit when she says that nice you don't have to lie to us we are friends with Tavini. Yeah, I think Reed's even taken aback by that. Like, yeah, don't have to lie to us. <laughs> and she is focused on you, Dreamer, and kind of peering very intently at you. And glances in the direction of the door that uh, Tavini and her brother had left out of. <sighs> His blades don't uh, sell for what they should. So we make up the difference elsewhere. Or I do, anyway. It's a little embarrassing to be, uh, admit, 
being a dwarf who can't sell a blade worth its iron, but, you know, we, we do well enough. And, you know, Agarn doesn't need to know, you understand? That's a tough one. <laughs> Understood. Okay. I know I understand how that goes. What seems to be the problem? He's just, I mean, he kind of leans in quiet. He's like, is he, is he just bad? Like, is he just not good at it? He doesn't have the gift, which, I mean, he just doesn't have it. So who makes all the other stuff? Who makes the rest of this? Like, uh... He, he makes... I mean, he does the metalwork, and it's... it's So long as it's not, you know, a, a blade, he does well. He does good work. It's solid work. It's consistent work. It's boring work. Mm. There's no art. And that's kind of what people expect when you come to a shop run by us, and... It's all, honestly, the expectation is a little... Uh, and she gives a very uncomfortable look. You know, it's something that he he expects he should be able to do, and he just can't. Hmm. Well, that's, that's tragic. I mean, have you talked to him? I mean, possibly about just, you know, sticking to what he's good at. Maybe double down on the, the, the adventuring gear instead of the blades. If the blades aren't selling and, you know, they're not doing well, you know, I Perhaps do, you can but focus on that. I do, but he's only got so much time at the forge, and he insists on practicing. You know. Mm, well, there's a there's a nobility to that. If uh, a nobility doesn't put bread on my table, I I it does not. Huh. Well, I wish there was something we could do for you, but if he just I mean, I mean I've, I've already told gift, you what you can do. I mean that there is, you know seven gold and five silver and that there's 15 gold and well unfortunately i can see in the dark so i don't need a lantern <laughs> that would be on Tavinian dreamer and also uh meta reasoning i was looking at my my gold my my money and uh i'm not sure what i'll spend it on but i did a conversion wrong and after i gave Tavini the 20 gold um, I went back and realized that I only have like two gold now, so, <laughs> so I, I'm not buying shit. <laughs> Which is still more than a fair price for that armor. I mean, it is 400, 400 gold armor. Like, it's one of the most expensive armors that in the medium range, so. Alright. Yeah, but, but yeah. And uh, jumping over to Tavini and Garn as he leads you out sort of shows you a piece that he had been working on that was cooling off to one side. I, um, you know, it still needs sharpening, but this I just finished earlier in the day before I started working on that shovel. Uh, do you like it? And he passes you over. What is, in your estimation, with as, you know, much time as you've been practicing at the forge, the most standard blade you have ever seen. It's functional. That is about the highest praise that you can say of the short sword that is lying across your palms right now. But Garn is kind of leaning over, looking expectant. I've, uh, it's really improved from, you know, when you were last here. I, uh, you know, the, the forge master, he's you know, his gift, you know, truly, uh, uh, what do you think? I think it is a good, strong blade. It is, it is, uh... She'll just, like, look it over very keenly. I, why do you not put, uh, any markings or dwarven runes on your work? To say this is black iron plate? Well, uh, my sister asks stuff like that sometimes, and honestly, are you, uh, have you ever seen a horse with stripes? Ah, uh, no. If you painted stripes on a horse, do you think it would go faster? No. So it is, uh, for practicality. The mountains are practical and simple and beautiful. I don't see 
be used in fancy runes if I can make something that stands beautiful on its own. I'll get there. Hmm. I see what you mean. But in uh, nature... And she holds out her hand, waiting for like a little bit of snow to land on it. There's a very light snowfall, so there are a couple of flakes that almost immediately melt into your uh, your glove. And she like hold she holds her hand there. If you look very closely at this simple snow, it has patterns and beauty. There is beauty in simple nature. So perhaps incorporate some of what you see. She pulls her hand back. Like the pattern of of uh, of snowflakes, or leaves, or stones, or or, or mountains. And he kind of leans in, and he's looking very closely at your palm. His nose almost touching your glove. And after a moment, he says, "All I see are flecks of white." And he reaches over and kind of ruffles your hair the uh, the same as had been done when you first arrived. <laughs> so it's messed up just all over again. You're almost starting to look a bit like a troll doll here. She's not even nice. fixing it. <laughs> She's just leaving it like that. Big grin on her face. Where did, uh... I mean, I still get the vibe you're my shy girl, but... Did you start putting yourself forward like that? Ah. Uh. Grico is uh, very insane. Um, <laughs> no, just he uh, he speaks his mind very much. His crazy, crazy mind. Yep. <laughs> uh, that he did, but he is a quality, quality smith. I knew you'd learned something from him, and I'm glad to see you've uh, come back. Oh, I look. Um, and she'll pull out her her adamantine hammer mace and show it to him. Look, this is the metal that uh, that that Grigal g- gave to us. Then he takes it from you if you allow it. Yep, and hefts it in his hand. It's a little, little light for someone my size, but just the right size for you. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful work. And she'll point to like the simple patterns that she's put in the, you know, kind of sharp lines and some kind of a few swirls here and there, because she likes to lean into the natural side of things. I suppose I can try a piece or two with some garishness to it. And he really says the word with disdain. Begrudgingly hands your mace back and then has this very like surprised and shocked look on his face and the fire! And immediately goes rushing back inside. (laughs) Uh, I forgot about the drinks. (laughs) Past all of you standing there and you could hear him shouting and cursing in the back and almost hear like the hiss and sizzle of, uh, you know, liquid on hot metal like something had landed on a stovetop. But he calls back, Aya! Tea's ready! Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd lead into to the, the girl. Back. Oh, I see what you mean. He does not have the gift. Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, going to, to leave things at that for a bit. And we're going to jump over to our lad, Felgrin. Mm. Sneaky, sneaky Felgrin. Sneaky, beaky. Yep. Doing secrets. Just like He's probably going to pawn off that one thing. Just operates alone. Pawn off what, exactly? Oh, fucking Cal? <laughs> no. Oh, the dragon head? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Where'd Cal go? I don't know. Just left. Didn't say she had something to do. I, didn't even consider that. I don't know what you're talking about, honestly. 
<laughs> a curiosity shopping bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's do this. No, I don't think he's going to Oh, solve. you don't? <laughs> oh, shit. No. Now he is. So, he uh, would entertain you, the you idea. Kinda, you you kind of walk with the others towards Black Iron Blades just to like get directions to some of the curios shops here in town from Tavini before turning southward immediately. That sort of takes you past the House of the Morning Lord, where as you you know sort of glance inside, you can see the very tall and wide archway leads to uh, what appears to be just like a bunch of stone benches, and they're very large iron braziers that are brilliantly lit on either side. So even though it's open to the air, you can feel the heat pouring out. Uh, and you could see the priestess earlier who had been shouting at the small furry gnome run away from her uh, appears to be inside doing a bit of sprucing up, talking to people, you know, a holding service as it were, or, you know, sort of like a post service discussion the trajectory of yourself your southward walk is briefly interrupted by a what appears to be a small cub on its hind legs it sort of crosses your path almost stepping on your tail as it sort of trails behind but he goes to the archway and sort of leans in to poke his head in completely ignoring you before skirting around inside, seemingly clinging to the wall on the right-hand side, avoiding the attention of the priestess. He's not gonna blow up his spot. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> you travel for about three blocks before you find yourself in a much smaller courtyard, this one with what appears to be a fountain in the center, although the thing is frozen over. It just appears to be a pool of water now. A two-story building, the second story much smaller than the one below, with these very large forward-facing glass windows at the top, draws your attention. There is a narrow stairway up one side of the building that leads to that smaller second story, and you catch a glimpse of a sign, uh, Crystal's Curios, mm. and it calls to you, and this is the place that Tavini had directed you towards. That sounds about right. So, climbing the steps, they creak underfoot. And you get the vibe that the building you are ascending is, if not shoddily built, certainly old and worn. And through the wooden walls on your left-hand side as you ascend, you can hear a pause in someone's steps, almost as if they're listening. And by the time you reach the top, the door is being pulled open. And the woman in front of you has a very, very, uh, almost fuzzy disposition. Entirely fur-lined, with green eyes, and with black slits in either pupil. Soft, rounded ears up top. And a nose that has whiskers on either side. She pulls open the door with a clawed hand and peers out at you. Yes? Well, that lower his hood. I have business. I have a business, too. I have business with you. Right, come in. We'll step in. My name is Crystal. Felgren, pleasure. She gives this very toothy grin, and you can see there's a uh, bit of canine poking out from under her lip hmm. as you enter the space and she closes it you can the first thing you're drawn to is there is a small black iron stove very very low to the ground that is giving off a great deal of heat into this room uh, it's a very small single room building or at least on the second story here and that little source of heat just, ah, oh, it is like walking into a, a warm bath without the humidity. The walls are lined with a variety of different small, unusual objects. 
glass orbs, magnifying glasses, uh, shoes. There are two like bookshelves standing in the center of the room. They're just full of tattered volumes. Most of them pretty thin, like anywhere from 20 to about 100 pages. And uh, in front of those large glass windows in the front, there appears to be a variety of brilliant green plants that are obviously very well taken care of. This uh, woman with her, you know, sort of very pale brown fur goes and sits at a stool at what is ostensibly her counter. She doesn't have a counter to sit behind and kind of props her elbow up on one of the shelves and motions for you to look around. Oh, I'm selling. Immediately that smile drops. Mm, I figured you wouldn't like that. But would it ease your suffering to know that these items come directly from a dragon's hoard? She starts pointing to random objects in the room. That crystal ball is said to have come from a dragon's hoard. That tooth over there, I've since had it identified as a bear's claw. I was told it belonged to a young dragon. Those books there, one of them. I forget which, uh, some title. I was told was a disguised spellbook <laughs> from some great wizard that had been all found in a frosted dragon's mighty horde. So what is it that you bring from a dragon's horde? And she air quotes the shit out of that. Hmm. You don't believe me. <clears throat> I gather that much. Do I need to say it? No, I suppose not. Well, go on. I would ask, uh, you know, if you have any other business with me aside from, you know, claims of having dragon treasure, but it's not as if I've had any visitors today. This is going to be a risky gambit. But he's going to open his satchel. Maybe hearing it from one will change your mind. Oof. <laughs> you hear from the depths of your satchel, what? Come on out. You didn't say any sort of please. Please? No. My goodness. <laughs> I'm trying to sell your items. Fill your bag with gold. Cal comes floating out of the satchel, and as she does, you watch as Crystal's eyes, you know, those brilliant green, very large eyes in her face with those narrow pupils kind of widen even further. And she fixates on this floating skull. That is not a trick you are doing, is it? Oh, no. Trust me, I will know. Feel free to do your due diligence. But this one is not connected to me whatsoever. Why don't you come here, little skull? Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> what is the meaning of this? Why did you bring me here? <laughs> you wanted to reclaim your hoard, did you not? Yes. Well, that starts with making money, so tell this fine woman that these items come from a dragon's hoard. The items of my servant here <laughs> come from my hoard in life. I am a 2,000-year-old dragon trapped for the time being in this vessel. It is unfortunate that I am trapped with this companion of mine, but I swear by the truth of his words. <laughs> I'm intrigued. What is it that you have to sell? Um, he'll approach and he'll pull out that. First, the, the sundial amulet, as well as that uh, black onyx. Alright, so as you lay these out on the shelf beside her elbow... And he'll do it very delicately, as if they're precious to him. She prods the sundial with a claw. Careful now. It is not my first rodeo. <laughs> and she takes it, still holding it very delicately, and turns it over in her hands. Squints at it. And then the elbow that she has propped up on the shelf, she reaches behind herself and takes out a slim book that when she flips it open, 
You can see arcane writing inside. And she starts flipping through it, still holding the booklet in one hand, kind of using her thumb to thumb through the pages. And after settling on a page, looks at you. This will take a few minutes if you would like to look around. Of course, take your time. And you hear her start murmuring as she uh, prepares to identify this object that you have brought her. Mm-hmm. While she's doing that, the spaces as I described, numerous shelves lining everything, various crystal objects, as well as other more mundane ones. Uh, the bookshelves, now that you kind of get a better look, it is very much like a used bookstore that doesn't really have anything good to sell but (sighs) is at least trying the first four shelves on the side where you entered are all you know alphabetically organized by author name uh, what appears to be smut i'm good middle of the shelf you start getting into how-to manuals towards the bottom it's a lot of you know recipe books You know, some of them appear to even just be, like, handwritten pamphlets that have just kind of been, like, shoved between the leather-bound books. All of it seemingly organized by subject, and the majority of it being lewd. (laughs) The, uh, the plants towards the front windows that are, that are glass, each of them, aside from maybe one or two of them, some sort of flowering variety that you haven't really seen before. Be delicate with those. Some of them bite. Oh, well, I'll be sure to be very careful. And uh, as she says it, you see that one of the plants kind of, as you are brushing past it, your leg kind of catches one of the longer leaves that's hanging off of it. And it almost has this pitcher plant look. (laughs) But you see that mouth close and retract into the plant as you brush past it. Strangest of them appears to be a pot where... It almost looks like a shrub that somebody would, like in front of a manor, a sort of larger version, where somebody might cut it into the shape of like a unicorn or a dolphin or something. This one has a vaguely humanoid shape. And as you walk past, kind of, you know, browsing the room, its head turns to follow you. <laughs> He'll turn and look at it. It's seemingly looking back, though it has no eyes. He'll shift his head, like, back and forth. Its head cocks to one side, and then cocks to the other in a very slow mimicry of your own. Narrows his eyes. It has no eyes to narrow, but you do see it, see it kind of lean forward a little towards you. What is this? That is a shrubbery. Okay. <laughs> He'll just move on. <laughs> After about ten minutes or so, she puts the sundial back onto the counter or the shelf with much less delicacy than she did before there's nothing uh, particularly outstanding about that this other one and she picks up the uh you had said it was the onyx yes a few minutes more if you will Mm-hmm. this time she again casts it you wait for the same length of time still kind of Occasionally playing with that shrub in the corner that just mimics your movements in its own very slow way. And that has no magic to it. So I can give you, uh, I would imagine, standard price for these. But if you are expecting to pass these off as magic, I am sorry to say they are not. Oh, I didn't say they were magic. You just said they were from a dragon's horde, like that would increase the value. It does. And what makes you say that? Because when people think of this onyx being clutched covetously by a dragon, they will want it. And you can sell it to them. Overpriced. You see, that is my selling point that you're using, trying to sell it to me. Your selling point is that it exists and that I can make these selling points. So you can see why it is not so valuable when sold from you to me, but I might sell it for value. We both know no matter what price you give me, you're going to sell it for more. Yes. But how much more is my concern? Well, that's what we need to talk about, isn't it? Yes. Well, what were you expecting for these? 
Judging by a good friend of mine who's very good at eyeballing this kind of thing, <laughs> I'd say the standard price for these items would be ballpark 150 gold. <coughs> I'm sorry, what? I didn't stutter. No, I, I apologize. It's... Hmm. I need to pick out the bit of my ear because I thought you said, please throw me out of your, my shop, Crystal. Feel free. I'm sure there's plenty of other shops in town that would be happy to sell this. There really aren't. Hmm. I could perhaps do... Like do 60. <laughs> it's insulting. You insulted me first. Do you take me as a fool? Yes. Hmm. Well, you assumed wrong. I wasn't assuming anything, but, you know, if that's your assumption... Well, I can be very convincing. It would be a shame if people in Bryn Shander were to get the idea that you were scamming them. Scam? No, 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 you get me wrong. For you see, my customer base are the people passing through, so there is no foundation for me to be accused of scamming anyone here. Word gets around Icewind Dale, you know that. I know it better than you do. You will. I'm sure that there could be some word spread about the arrogant tiefling who thinks that he can pull one over on good, uh, honest merchants. Honest. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> well, I can see that you no longer want my business, so I'll be going. So, I'll let you in on a secret. Please. These two gemstones that you have, these onyxes... I think you would be better served uh, keeping them to perhaps be enchanted later. It is not the job that I could do, but uh, with such quality, you don't often come across it. Mm. Unless you're willing to pay I don't know, a few hundred gold. How did you find these? You steal them. He just kind of taps the skull floating next to him. No, he, uh... Well, I was rightfully defeated. <laughs> Sorry, I gagged. <laughs> 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 and my companion here is the inheritor of that wealth. Oh, yes, I see. Well, and surely you can part with these for 60 gold, but I would be remiss if I were to take them from you for... 150. Hmm. Would you? Personally, I think you can do better, but... Oh, that was just that's... the starting point. <laughs> Wait, if it was the starting point and I were to accept, what would you then say? Oh, no, I changed my mind. Sell them, uh, buy them for 200. Well, you me. interrupted me with your insulting counter. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You're forgiven. No, genuinely, I do not think I could even manage to sell these in the shop. Uh, this is not for my customer base. Hmm. If I were to buy them, and as I said, honest merchant woman that I am, you would get more than, you know, 75 gold apiece for them. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, though I could afford it, I don't think my customers can. So I cannot be the person that buys these. Shame. No, no, they are beautiful. You could make a present of one to me. I could, but I won't. <laughs> as fetching a woman as you are, I'll have to uh, pass. Not many men in this town have good taste. Well, I take pride in breaking the mold. But, since you won't be purchasing, do you mind? The onyxes I will not purchase. I will take this uh, sundial off your hands for... Mm, 35. 50. 40. He just kind of stares for a second. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> he didn't even say anything. <laughs> it's a persuasive it's the stare. It's the, the, the icy stare. Alright. Or it's the smolder. The smolder. Ooh, you're doing the, uh, the, the blue steel. Nice! Alright. Fucking natty 18 on that bad devil? Hells <laughs> yes. Those orange eyes tell a story. Yep. Yep. I will do 50 for the sundial. 
He'll uh, face will break out in a in a big smile. Wonderful. Now the onyxes. I will do a bit of research. See who about the Dale might be able to do something with these. Mm. Wonderful. For truly, they are magnificent pieces, and I should hate to see them just, you know, put on some fat woman's earrings. <laughs> that would be a travesty. Yes. Well, speaking of dragons, do you have any literature on them? Eh, there's an entire shelf on the uh, the opposite side there. Oh, he holds up a finger. Non-erotic? <laughs> there is a second shelf. Hmm. Just below it. Good. <laughs> it's good to be specified. It was. What is on that shelf? Yeah. Well, I noticed a theme. You'd be surprised how many people come through here for that. You were the first today, but, you know, people what? stuck inside all of the time. <laughs> My book business does very well. I don't doubt it. The Eternal Night's like the COVID of fucking... Quarantine got me like. <laughs> yeah, it's like quarantine. I'm just reading dragon erotic fan fiction. <laughs> well, um, he's going to uh, obviously look for a, a book on the bronze variety of dragon. Alright, so uh, as you are scanning titles, there does seem to be a lot about like the history of different dragons. One that you pull out and start thumbing through it appears to be the names of slain chromatic dragons. And so you kind of put that back because, you know, really, what is the interest in dragons that are already dead? And you come across a title that is uh, Coastal Caverns and Their Treasures. And it has on the cover a very crudely drawn in charcoal. And it's kind of smudged from having been pushed into the shelf and pulled out again. Uh, depiction of what you could take to be a bronze dragon seemingly diving under the waves the rest of the cover is very dark from you know being inked in that one actually should probably belong on the romantic shelf oh it's uh well yeah a semi-historical fiction of you know bronze dragons and romance between humanoids on the coast mm. But it is very knowledgeable of the breed. If, you know, you read between the lines. <laughs> Subtract the cost from what you pay me. And you see her, she's kind of put a stack, um, a couple of stacks, five of them of ten gold apiece, on the shelf beside the sundial that she's kind of pushed towards the back. And you see her start sort of dragging two of the stacks of gold uh, towards her again. Very funny. That's a funny joke. <laughs> 20 gold for the book. <laughs> How about... I'll, I'll even be generous. How about five? She stops dragging two stacks and just drags one stack. <laughs> I suppose you're going to be replacing that with silver? Books are expensive. This one is clearly damaged. That one is clearly useful to you somehow. Why do you know a dragon? Aside from, and she points towards the floating skull Cal, who's just been kind of like zooming in close on various objects, <laughs> uh, snorting in derision at their uh, shoddy quality in her eyes, and then drifting to the next. <laughs> That's not even how it happened. You say I'm your only customer today. Today. Tomorrow I might get a dozen or I might get one. Yeah, well, five gold is five gold for a book. You don't even gotta brush your teeth. I'd say that's a fair price. Purely because I like you. <laughs> Five gold. Done. He'll slip it into his uh, his bag. Well, what's the name of the place we're staying? Uh, Kelvin's Comfort. Albeit, uh, Kelvin's Comfort for at least the next night. So, if you hear word on who might buy those onyxes, come see me. Or send someone. Whatever. And what if I don't find anyone... So quickly, but I still want to see you. <laughs> Ooh. Well, come see me anyway. That is what I thought. He'll uh, scoop she up his... She kind of sits back and puffs herself out a little. He'll scoop his gold off the table. Take care now. What was your name again? Felgrin. Falsefay. Felgrin. Falsefay. I'll be keeping an eye on you and your friends while you're in town. 
Purely because you interest me. And I don't imagine a man like you travels alone. Well, not recently. <laughs> Does one of them know a bronze dragon? Can't say they do. And she kind of looks at you curiously, as if trying to work out why you would want that particular book. <laughs> He'll just stare back. Well, it was a pleasure. Charmed. He'll leave. He'll talk to, to Cal. My wealth is your wealth, Cal. And we can make a lot together. I used to have an entire hoard. You know how much gold I used to count every day? Well. I didn't even need to count it. There was so much. It was just frozen <laughs> in the walls everywhere you looked. I had a ship. A ship? I had stolen it from the sea and flown it to my lair. And frozen it in a block of ice that I might watch the sailors in their final throes for eternity. I miss that ship. It was a marvelous piece that I made. Mm. I could still see their faces. She said wistfully. Um, <laughs> Someday well, your face will be frozen in ice for my entertainment. Is that right? Yes. Well, luckily for you, it's very pretty. Yes. <laughs> and that little bronze, mm, she would occupy a centerpiece in my lair. Mm, that's charming. But... You were saying... I can't help you with frozen sailors, but I can help you with gold, if you help me. A pittance, but it does. Have to start somewhere. Think about it floating around a room full of gold. Yes. <laughs> Sounds nice. I wonder whatever became of my children. Hmm. <laughs> he stops for a second. I don't think he ever considered that. Well, maybe we'll find out. I hope for your sake that we do. He'll open his bag. Go on. <sighs> she zooms into the bag <laughs> and settles in. That's awesome. He'll, uh dump the uh the coins in after you hear a very very muffled protest that is almost inaudible over the sound of clanking gold <laughs> and he'll head back to uh black iron all right so as you make your way back to black iron blades those of you who are there have been enjoying what had started off as piping hot tea practically boiling it was poured as it was poured into cups which has since cooled so you kind of sit around talking about uh your trip so far Kralik, do you stick with the uh the dwarves over at the north look after you get the information you need from them or you head over to the the smithy after a few drinks i think you finally head over all right uh in the span of time that you were there at the north look the singing fish on the wall is triggered a good two or three more times. Usually by people who are new to town, and you can kind of see that it's a game for some of the people that visit regularly to find somebody who doesn't know about Old Bitey and to send them up to go and try and touch him. Seems to be a hazing ritual at this establishment for the old bar hands or the old bar flies. Okay. It is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to come around. Yeah. And uh, is there anything else that you guys want to knock out here as you get into the late afternoon? I'll go get my wood. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get someone yeah. with that. Yeah, I was gonna say everybody's got to get at least one dirty joke in tonight. Getting your wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, also, I will pick up two lanterns okay. from uh, Elsa. Oh, yeah. Uh, which type are you getting? Are you getting the hooded lantern or the single bullseye? A uh, couple hooded. couple hooded? Okay. So that is going to be seven gold and five silver apiece. So 15 gold. 15 gold. Okay. Yeah. After <laughs> Rian realizes that, like, Miri has the most portion of his, his gold... He's, he's like kind of is gonna go to Tavini and Krellick and be like, "So, how are you guys at resizing armor?" Uh, I mean, I've watched my pa do it enough. We could give it a shot. I, I mean, obviously it's gonna take some. We can save it for when we actually have some downtime. But, but yeah, I, uh, huh, yeah, I just, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to my funds, and uh, and yeah, I, uh, I seem between. Miri seems to have more money than me now, so that is uh, it's a strange, strange conundrum. And if we keep splitting evenly, that means she's going to stay ahead of me for essentially into perpetuity. 
which is an odd thing to think of, but anyways. And uh, is Miri on your shoulder while you're having this conversation, or did you leave her yeah. back with the others? Oh, okay. No, I've got her. That she's, she's right up there with me the whole time. And she is very much looking like a, a small child who's pouting. Uh, you can yeah. almost imagine a five-year-old child with their mouth pulled to one side. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what you're sad about. I'm the one that's only got two gold to his name. You're the one that's got all the money. <laughs> I don't like that you're having to ask others. You're a dragon like me. You shouldn't have to do that. Sometimes that's what you got to learn is that uh, there's not always something wrong with asking your friends for a little help. What if I... Mm, I'll trade you for mine. Oh? What What would you trade for it? And he just kind of smiles. He, he, he has he really has no intention of taking anything from his daughter, but he's just... He's more entertained by the fact that she's offering. Hmm. I will buy a promise. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your promise? That the next time I ask you to do something, you're going to do it. <laughs> oh. oh. I love it. I like the sounds of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll trade you 20 gold. Wait, when did she pick up 20 gold? It was when we got the... the we did the plan B. I gave her... Oh, wait a minute. She didn't get 20 gold. She oh, yeah, got 10 she, gold. She got 10 gold. Oh, she, she got 10 gold. I split my half. So she only she has She also time. got two from me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I gotta she will continue I'm, I'm to just get now two track of every hers. time she makes him laugh. That was the deal. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I wonder why you gotta sell shit. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, which exactly. Which means he only had 10 gold to give to Vaney? No, I had my money. I, I had... My mine was separate. I wasn't. I just wasn't keeping track of what yeah, it was. I was subtracting at the entire time. Yeah, this was something I was keeping separate. So. So ten gold for a promise. Ten gold for a promise. You know what, honey? I'm gonna keep my promise, and you and you can keep your gold. I'll find another way to get a get a piece of armor. It's not a big deal. How much is this armor to get resized? Oh, I have no idea. For a moment, she looks like she's kind of hemming and hawing. But then mm-hmm. that draconic greed takes over and she nods very shrewdly. Okay. Got him. Yeah, okay, that works. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yep, this will be one of the first uh, big mistake dad moves I make. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'll let this one play out. Um, <laughs> Rookie it's move, just too dad. good not to say yes. You know, no, I know the obvious, like, well, this is going to be bad is, like, in my head. So it's like, well, I should say no, but I was like, but... It's too juicy. Like it's it's gonna be great at some point. So, and honestly, if if it comes down to it, if I can get it worked on by them, and it's under fifty gold, then I can. Or I guess technically, if I'm splitting with her every time, if it's under twenty five gold, I can come back and you know tell them, hey, just hold on to it, work on it, and when I get back from doing this job, I'll pay for it type thing. So that way. You know, it's not like I'm going to skip town. If they need anything, they can sell the breastplate for, you know, way more than what they're charging to resize it. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, does anyone else want to do anything before we come to a close here? I know we had a very uh, RP-heavy session. Hell yeah, it was an RP-heavy well, session. I mean, aside from Felgren jingling his way in. <laughs> nice. With all of his fresh gains. And uh, as you enter, and everyone can hear you jangling... Miri's eyes immediately fixate on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's my cut. He'll hand her the book. She reaches out and takes it between in a clawed hand or paw and kind of looks at it confused and then looks at you. The best kind of treasure is gold and shiny, but there are different kinds. Yeah. Knowledge is one of them. Yeah, I think Grin would look at it and kind of smile at Grin and be like, thank you, Grin. It's actually very nice. Be like, hey. That's a book about Every you. Every kid needs bedtime stories or they grow up to be murderers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and she is going to be enormous. And uh, she lets the book, which is only about, you know, 50 or 60 pages, uh, drop to the floor and she glides off your shoulder there, Rian. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sort of delicately paws open to one of the pages sort of crouches there on the floor with her tail curled around her and starts reading aloud. And he gazed into her eyes 
<laughs> with a smoldering expression. <laughs> and we're just gonna reach down and snag it up whoa. real fast and be like, you, "Whoa, some knowledge. grin!" You might want. <laughs> what you type might of... want to look through it <laughs> because I did. It was dangerously close to a shelf housing smut. Oh, God. But I was assured by the very <laughs> reputable shop owner that this wasn't just a little sprinkling of romanticism. But I'm sure there's ones in there that don't involve that. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, Mary, we'll, we're, we'll read this one together, okay? I'll, uh, we'll, uh, yeah. Um, I'm not ready to have this conversation yet. What about smoldering expressions? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that part's not so much the bad part is what happens right after that. Well, let me see, it kind of looks... What happens right after yeah. that? Oh, uh, oh. It's... Oh. oh, see, this is why I'm looking for my mother. Um... <laughs> uh, he's like... He's like looking at this book and looking at her like, Oh, God, save me. Oh, Bahamut, please save well, me. Well, there's some in there, I'm sure, that are fine. Um, we'll, we'll skim through and see. Uh, I'll I'll tell you when you're older. I think maybe, probably not. Uh, <laughs> she just looks more and more confused. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, trust me, nobody's more confused than me. Well, that's what I get for being nice. <laughs> no, no, it was a, uh, it was a good gesture, Grin. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that again when she keeps pressing the issue because she will. Yes, uh, that's what I'm worried about. But uh... there's good stuff in there. He says to her, "He's keeping secrets from you." And then he'll walk away. I'm not keeping secrets from you. Don't listen to him. You know he's just a blowhard about it. <laughs> 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 roll a persuasion check. Uh, oh God damn right. it! <laughs> <laughs> You're tainting my little I'm girl. Tides of chaos for this. Oh, <laughs> F you, dude. At the end of yes. the session where you don't have to reap any penalty. Josie will remember. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Hey, so that's a 23. Oh, jeez. Had to. Sorry, bud. <laughs> so Miri kind of peers after Felgren and then cocks her head up at Urian. Mm -hmm. And her expression goes curiously blank. And then she will look almost everywhere else in the room but at you. <laughs> oh, no. You are a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you, you drove a rift between me and the my cold daughter. Shoulder. <laughs> you, oh my, my friend, just got the silent treatment. I did. Oh, I now have a teenage daughter. What the hell? It's going to happen eventually oh. with or without my help. Yeah, I was gonna say, I can't wait till she actually says, You're not my real dad. <laughs> 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 <laughs>